It's time for another episode of the Franchise Business Radio Show, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta. Sponsored by Franchise Intellect, a full-service franchise consulting and development firm. More info at FranchiseIntellect.com. Also made possible in part by Social Joey, the social media experts that provide a hyper-local presence for your franchise. More info at SocialJoey.com. And now, here's your host, Pam Curry. Welcome. Welcome to the Franchise Business Radio Show. This is your host, Pamela Curry. And who I have co-hosting with me today is John Q. Welcome back, John. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. And let me just go ahead and say Happy New Year. It's hard to believe that we are in 2018. Uh, really excited for this year and the, and the many things to come. Uh, we are going to be... Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy. Kicking off 2018 with an incredible episode of Franchise Business Radio. We've got several guests in the studio. And what I'd like to do is I'm just going to go around the table and allow each of you just give your name and who you're with. And then we're going to dive in to understand a little bit more about what you do. Doug, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. It's Doug Bates. I'm with CMIT Solutions of Fayette Coweta out of Coweta County in Fayette County. That's a mouthful. That's like a tongue twister. It is a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Tom, welcome. Thank you very much. Tom DeFore with Big Sky Franchise Team. Uh, we're right here in Alpharetta. Excellent. Thank you. So glad to have you in the studio. And we also have another guest that we're going to be learning a little bit more about later, Charlie Heath with Surfs Up Fitness. And um, he's going he's gonna to be wrapping us up. And he's also a guest, he's actually one of the clients of Tom, who's also in the studio. So we'll learn a little bit more about that. Uh, before we get started, I just have to give a shout out to Social Joey. Uh, Ken and Mike are usually in the studio with us. Unfortunately, that nasty flu got a hold of them, so they weren't able to join us today. We're thinking of you. Give better. All right, let's go ahead and talk. Uh, Doug, so happy to have you in the studio. CMIT Solutions. Definitely want to learn a little bit more about that. But before we do, um, if you don't mind, I just want to give a little bit of a backdrop on on you. Okay. All right. Uh, Doug Bates, uh, you are the president of CMIT Solutions. And I'm not going to say for fate. Coeta. 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 Prior to opening CMIT in 2009, you spent 22 years in corporate sales, marketing, and project management. You actually started with Lego Toys 
my nephew's favorites, by the way, uh, where you were a three-time sales MVP. It also included 10 years with GE Lighting, where you owned three general manager, where you earned three general manager awards and four years with Tyco as global VP of commercial operations. That's where you launched and executed a global rebranding strategy in eight languages and 51 countries while living in Hong Kong. So we've got a strong international presence here. Excellent. Um, I know that you actually hold your Bachelor of Science degree in Business Administration and Speech Communication from Lindenwood University in St. Louis, uh, as well as you have graduated from GE's world-famous, is that Crotonville? Crotonville. Crotonville Leadership Development Program. Along with that, Doug also has Six Sigma and Lean Process Certified. You are certified there. Uh, but I, I would be remiss if I did not mention a little bit about you personally. Uh, you just celebrated your 30th wedding anniversary. We did. We did. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, with your wife, Angie, and obviously uh, you have a daughter, Kristen, as well as a son, Nathan. Yes. Excellent. Uh, Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, CMIT. Uh, You opened it up in 2009. Uh, I also know that you have won 13 franchise awards in nine years for revenue growth, technical staff expertise, as well as customer service. Uh, Your end client is? Uh, Our end client is the... Small businesses between 1 and 150 employees. Excellent. Okay, well, let's talk about, uh, for those small business, small to medium-sized business owners that are out there who really want to understand how you're helping them out, uh, what what is CMIT Solutions? CMIT Solutions, the franchise is located out of Austin, Texas. Okay. And it was started by an ex-Washington staffer that moved to Austin and started helping her uh, ladies in the neighborhood with their home PCs. So CMIT actually stands for Computer Moms information technology. Ah. Uh, and then over time, they kind of push the letters together and move from residential to small business. Okay. And so we are uh, full service IT support for the SMB market. Um, so enterprise level, you know, when I was at GE, we called our IT department. Oh, yeah. For small businesses, they call CMIT for their IT department. Excellent. And um, you, how long has CMIT been around? Uh, they started, uh, the Computer Mom started in like 2000 and four. Okay. So uh, maybe even a few years before that. Uh, and then they kind of morphed. When we got on, they had just dropped kind of their residential spin and went okay. just to the SMB market. Makes perfect sense to me. And um, what makes CMIT solutions, what what makes you different? What, what are your values? I mean, you hear about a lot of IT services out there. Why CMIT? Well, the reason we picked CMIT is I just love the space because um, having been a global vice president and having to communicate in 51 languages, when our IT went wonky, um, it cost a lot of money. And mm. so I get the pain part of it. So that's how I got into CMIT and why we pursued CMIT, my wife and I, um, and just decided that we also wanted to be something that was community-based and being involved in the SMB market and helping small businesses in our community really felt good, felt like what we were called to do. Mm. Um, And I think what differentiates us, at least my location, is that I'm not an IT guy. I I don't fix your computer. I'm a P&L guy, so I talk about how to keep your business up and running. I push back at the technology so it's not bleeding edge, it's leading edge, it's right the fit, the right value for the end user because 
what somebody needs that's one person in an office and what we have one client that has seven locations, manufacturing locations across the country and 170 employees, what they need is different. Sure. So we have to customize our solutions. So CMIT nationally has 150 locations now. We're a top 500 franchise. We're the number one in, in the uh, IT space mm-hmm. in the industry. So um, the brand really drew me to it because, I, you know, working for GE and Lego and Tyco, I was used to not having to sell the company, but just sell the service. Understand. Yeah, those are some pretty big big brand names there. Yeah. I was very fortunate. We got a lot of really good training and really good um, exposure. Well, and that might kind of lead into my next question. Uh, why did you choose franchising over just going out and doing it on your own? I, I like the business in a box concept. I didn't have any novel idea or something new that I wanted to do. I just knew the space I wanted to be in, and then to find a service that fit that space um, really resonated. Again, community. I love the IT. The it, it, it feels like national accounts or global accounts because when you have that retained service, you know you can. It's easier to grow your business because I'm not having to fill the bucket every month. Sure. Um, but also the relationships and were so important to our clients um, because we effectively provide the oxygen that they their business needs. Um, it matters. We have to stay frosty at what we do. And so I'm a high energy type A. So that really keeps me engaged and keeps our staff engaged with our clients. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, you hit on something and, and I just kind of want to go back to it. And it's that you're not the IT guy, right? right. Uh, you, you basically are overseeing the business. Right. And um, sometimes I think there's a little bit of a myth uh, that goes around that in the franchise space, right? They think, oh, uh, CMI, it's an IT business. And uh, Talk to us a little bit about that as a business owner that's not working in the business but actually working on the business. That's a, that's a great point. Um, when I do validation calls for potential franchise owners all the time, I always try and find out what their background is. If they have a technical background, I talk to them about your biggest challenge is going to be staying out of that Mm -hmm. and focusing on the business and on your clients because we are a service business. Um, The IT is the widget that we provide to the end user. So we're a manufacturer's rep agency with IT services. So Mm -hmm. whatever our client needs, we have to find. And the franchisees that struggle are the ones that want to be a tech to save money early or want to tell their techs how to do their job and micromanage, and they get down and they lose sight of the strategic vision, uh, the uh, forecasting, the business planning. Um, Those are the things because they're not comfortable with it. They fall back to what they're comfortable with, and then their business doesn't grow. It can't scale. um, They run out of money. Uh, they start, you know, managing with alligator arms um, because they're afraid to do anything. You know, um, I don't want to. Sp- I, I can't, can't do anything, um, and it's it starts to snowball, and then they get overwhelmed, and next thing you know, they're out of business. And so, I really one of the things I really um, I always return other franchisees um, phone calls, even from other industries, to talk about my experience because again i'm not an it guy i'm a business owner very nice um and you have to focus on the business not the end product um very well I, and i you just made me laugh there the alligator arms it, it it reminds me of a saying that i used to always uh say to people hey don't fall into the alligator trap of having a big mouth and little ears yes. right learn how to listen to yes. and so don't fall into the other trap of <laughs> yeah. right yeah. Uh, the small alligator arms uh, so are there any other common mistakes that you can think of that small businesses do when it comes to it systems 
Um, they look at it as an expense versus an investment mm. is the biggest challenge. They're like, oh, well, I can't afford that. Okay, you've had this practice for 20 years, uh, you know, talking to an attorney. Um, if you lost your data, what's that worth to you? Good point. You know, it's your lifeline. Yeah, you got to, you know, it could be 200 250 $300 a month to protect that, get it in the cloud, protect yourself from the crypto wall viruses, protect yourself from data loss. You know, what's that worth to you? You know, it's your, and, you know, I had a guy, uh, an attorney, actually, he asked me, he said, well, you're a sales guy. Tell me why I need it. I've never had a problem. I said, it's your practice. What would, what would it cost you if you lost everything? Mm-hmm. He said, well, my home, my, you know, I, I don't know. I can't put it in words. You said, answered your own question. He said, that's the best sales pitch I never got. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's not my business. You don't, you don't hire me. I'll, I'll, you know, go help somebody else. But, you know, what's it worth to you? And that's the, that's the important thing. Build it into their plan. Understand that technology is getting more complicated, not oh, less boy. complicated. Mm-hmm. People are finding more ways to get around it, but it can be done at a, at a reasonable price um, if you p- find the right solution. Um, and that's where you, why we try to customize our, our plans to our clients. Well, and certainly anybody yeah, that John. hasn't had a problem is overdue as well, right? <laughs> Good point, <laughs> it's John. The, it's the numbers, right? It, it's Sooner or later. That's exactly right. You're playing the market. And uh, yeah, I have been one of those numbers, so I'm not overdue. Mm. Let's, let me just put that out there right now. <laughs> well, the statistics are staggering, and I, I haven't looked at them recently, but at one point I know it was 70% of small businesses that have a data loss go out of business within the first year, and 90% go out of business within two years. Ooh, yeah. I mean, so, and people think, oh, I'll, I'll be okay. You know, the statistics say you won't be. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't do the stats. I just, you know, right. give you, you the options. That's exactly right. Uh, is that why, I mean, is that why you chose technology? It, I mean, a lot is. of businesses out there, why technology? It, it, it really is because it, uh, I call it being happily woven into the fabric of the community. Mm. We see our clients at the movie theater, at the grocery store, um, and what we do for them matters. Um, I had an attorney who did a testimonial for us very graciously. Um, he talked about, and I didn't know until he did the testimonial, that we gave him two hours a night back with his family because we put in, I talked him into doing dual monitors. He didn't want to spend the money, so I did a test. I gave him the monitors for his staff. Mm. They became so much more efficient hmm. through the productivity games that he was able to get his staff out earlier do more work and get home to his family. Um, that matters to me. That's yes. why I do this. Yeah. So he's more efficient. He has more family time. Um, it's just a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so when should SMB ask for help taking into consideration for weather, ransomware virus, all of those things? I mean, you know, we're in Atlanta, right? Tornadoes. Um, we just had ice. You know, if you're down for a couple oh, of days. Yeah. Um, you know, there, you just, um, as, as you had stated, you know, you're, if you haven't had a problem, you're due, um, at some point, something's going to happen and what do you want to do to protect it? And there's, you know, there's steps and levels, you know, everybody wants, well, I want to be a hundred percent protected. Well, you can't afford that as a small business owner. So you have to look at what can you afford versus whether you're, you know, HIPAA, need to be HIPAA compliant or FINRA compliant. The accounting industry is getting tighter. All those things are going to require kind of the level of security and support that you need. Um, And you need to talk to your IT partner about how do I get a package around that so that my business will survive in the event something happens. 
Yeah, uh, it's a different. I don't. I don't want to say insurance, but it is. It is it, right. It's That's absolutely a, insurance. It's another form of insurance. Yep. Um, and like you kind of said, um, kind of weaving yourself in the fabric. I, I know that you have served on the board of directors at Woodland Christian Camp, and. Um, you know, I have definitely spent years as a volunteer community for basketball coach. And obviously, you have a real passion for giving back. We do. And mentoring. We, we, have, uh, we have adopted two battered women and children shelter and a free clinic that we provide our ultra level of service, and I pay the bill. Mm. Um, we also, um, I'm the team mom at Georgia State Baseball. Even though my son <laughs> got drafted out of there a couple of years ago to play baseball, I'm still running tailgates. And uh, a matter of fact, I was ordering banners for the seniors on the way over here. Um, that's what, um, you know, I grew up in a small community or a small neighborhood in St. Louis. That's what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the SMB business owners have to give back to the community um, because the big corporate entities um, do it because somebody's watching, yeah. not because they have to. Mm-hmm. Um, having been in those, I can say that and, and mean that. Um, SMB owners do it because it is our community. Yeah. I, I like that. that. And that goes back to the values, right? Absolutely. You know, the values of the organization. Um, so I'm a small to medium-sized business owner. I want to talk to you. I want to learn more about your services. How do I go about doing that? Uh, you can call us at 770-731-0824, or you can send an email uh, to um, debates at cmitsolutions.com, or you can go to our website at www.cmitsolutions.com backslash FCGA. FCGA. And uh, give the phone number again, please. 770-731-0824. Okay. And just for our listeners, because I, I know that's a lot of information to take in, it's, it's CMIT Solutions. And what does CMIT stand for again? Computer Moms Information Technology. <laughs> I like it. And of course, that was Doug Bates. Thank you so much for being Thank on the show. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Excellent. Wow, John, uh, we have our next guest. Uh, okay. Would you Would you like to do the honors or would you like me to share a little bit more? about it. All righty. Tom, welcome. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if we should tee this up with your name of Big Big Sky, but we're curious about the background of the name of your business. Sure. So part of the reason is just when people hear it, they say, why Big Sky? I say, I'm so glad you asked. Now I get to tell you my sales pitch uh, without me having to come across like a salesman. Uh, But but ultimately, the idea is really focusing Pro Business Channel is a great, great uh, uh, reason behind it, thinking about all the entrepreneurs out there. But the idea is if you're thinking about franchising, you have to have in your mind big dreams, big opportunities. You have to be thinking big. And so, and so when you think about something that's big, the sky, people say, like to say the sky's the limit. I don't like that. There are no limits. The sky has no limits. So right. it's more of a figurative and as opposed to more of like the literal uh, big sky country like some people like to say. I so like if, if you're the one out of five people who know that big sky country refers back to Montana – I'm glad you're thinking about that, too, because that's peaceful thoughts in your mind, beautiful pastures, beautiful uh, scenery to be thinking about. So puts you in a good state of mind when we're having a conversation about expanding and growing your business. Excellent. I love it when there's a story behind a name. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about Big Sky here. Uh, Tom Dufour is the CEO of Big Sky Franchise Team, where you're responsible for company strategy and support and consult with Big Sky Franchise Team's clients, one client we have in the studio today who we're going to get to. Tom has consulted with and advised hundreds of businesses ranging from the largest companies to the world to startups. 
Uh, prior to starting Big Sky Franchise, Tom spent 10 years as a franchise consultant working for multiple consulting companies. He also served as the vice president of national business and franchise development for the Rabine Group. Did I say that properly? Raybine. Raybine. Thank mm-hmm. you, group. A national facilities maintenance construction company with 15 business units. In his role, he oversaw company-wide sales, marketing, and national expansion initiatives, helping the company expand from $125 million to $185 multi-million. Okay. And annual revenues in just two years. In addition to that, you've helped the company become regionally and nationally recognized three consecutive years as a Crane's Fast 50 company and an Inc. Magazine, 500. Boy, the accolades go on and on. Uh, wonderful to have you as a, as a speaker here. You've also been a guest speaker at the International Franchise Expo, uh, International Food Service Show, Chicago Treasury Office Business Expo, as well as the Franchise Expo South. Um, and originally, it looks like you are from Chicago. Yes. All mm-hmm. right. The Windy City. Yeah. Uh, where you got your MBA degree from DePaul University. That's right. Excellent. Well, so happy to have you on the show here. And um, franchising is your business. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got a lot lot of different experience here. Talk to us, uh, just talk to us a little bit about that. It's your business, it's your experience. Sure, sure. Uh, Well, most of my career has been spent working with uh, small to medium-sized businesses and helping them take that leap to grow to the next level. A lot of times we're meeting with businesses that are thinking about expanding in some way, shape, or form. Uh, um, they're thinking about, do I open another unit? Do I hire more salespeople? Do I try to expand into new cities, new markets, new areas, new regions? And ultimately, franchising is a method of distribution. So we're trying to f- they're trying to figure out a way to get their products, their services distributed to more areas. And so if you're thinking of expanding in that way, franchising has to be an option for you to consider. Uh, it may not be the best solution, but it is a solution for just about any kind of business, ranging from retail, professional services, food, hospitality, um, home services, manufacturing, et cetera. It goes on and on and on. Yeah, a lot of it. What I, I was trying to remember, I think I read that there's 3,800 franchises out there now and, and easily cross over 75 different industry categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot. That Talk about a big sky, right? Absolutely right. <laughs> that's right. And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about your services and how you work with your clients. Sure. So so our first step that we always take with anybody that's thinking about franchising is having an initial consultation. Um, you know, this this when you start to franchise your business, if you're coming into into this with the mindset of uh, looking for uh, that, that I should say that this is a hunt for suckers. Uh, <laughs> I suggest you uh, uh, find something else to do with your time. Um, but if you're thinking about this and finding a way to duplicate and replicate your business model, then you sit down and have a serious conversation with us. So either with someone on our team or with myself to have that initial consultation to, to do an assessment, an initial evaluation to see if franchising might be a good fit for you to go through. So if I were uh, a founder of a concept and I wanted to determine, hey, is franchising the best growth strategy for me, I would contact you. Yes, correct. Yes. understand. And uh, 
Just to, a little bit more about that, um, you go in and you do analysis. Are you, do you just work with clients here in Atlanta, or do you get outside of Atlanta? Talk to me a little bit about that. Sure, we do work. Most of our clients are spread out across the United States. We do work um, internationally as well. We have several key accounts based in Canada, Australia, um, the Middle East. Um, but most of our client base is here in, in the United States, kind of spread out all over the place. Uh, you know, Just in the last three weeks, I've been in. Orlando, Phoenix, Denver, and Dallas, um, meeting with clients and meeting with people. Wow. Yeah. So a little bit of travel involved there. Do you have any upcoming franchise shows? Sure. Sure. Well, the last one we were just at was this past weekend, the Franchise Expo South in Dallas, which is uh, one of yes. the lar- three largest franchise shows in the country. Uh, so we were there exhibiting and, and meeting with uh, franchise hopefuls and existing <laughs> and existing clients. Um, and uh, there, there are a few shows upcoming here um, in Florida and um, and Chicago and and uh, the, the big show in New York in uh, at the end of May going into June, uh, the International Franchise Expo. And um, help me understand how someone would want to get in touch with you. I'm listening. You know, I've started this business, and I want to grow it. I think franchising is the right way to go. How do they reach out to you, Tom? Sure. The best way to reach out to us is either visiting our website, pretty straightforward name, BigSkyFranchiseTeam.com, and they can contact us through that or call us um, uh, at 855-8BIGSKY. That's an easy one, 855-8BIGSKY, which is Um, 824-4759, 855-824-4759. You're welcome. Um, or e- email me directly, Tom at BigSkyFranchise.com. Be happy to speak to any of your listeners uh, directly. And, and the great thing is we don't charge anything until we decide to do business together. So until we agree on something to do together, there's no charge. Uh, I have clients that uh, I've spoken to four, five, six years before they decide to actually franchise. And they were never received a bill, never received an invoice until we actually agreed to do business together. What um, I mean, what should I be asking you right now that I'm not that you would welcome for our listeners to hear? Well, yeah. How about this? Um, you walk into a business and you look around. What do you see that says I can reproduce this, or this guy has a tremendous business, but it's merely a light lightning in a bottle? You know, he opened. He opened a coffee shop in the lobby of a giant building, and he's just in the right place at the right time. How do you make that distinction? Sure, sure. So there are a few factors in terms of franchise viability or, or franchisability, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've actually, uh, we do an initial assessment for that consultation and where we go through and we look at, there are a few key points we take a look at. First and foremost, we, we prefer to have an operating business, right? We like to see an operating prototype that's working, that's producing, that's successful, mm-hmm. that it has some sort of a track record financially that we could look at and, and say, do we think someone could replicate this in a similar fashion that it's not, to your point, some superstar operator or you just happen to be in the great location that may not be able to be replicated. Mm-hmm. Um, but, that, but if we look at an average performing unit, if that unit is going to uh, work out. And whether that's uh, a fixed location or a home-based business, it doesn't matter. I was just going to ask right. that. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, and, and so then we, we take a look at, is this something that you could train or teach someone how to do in a reasonable time period? It might be one 
we have clients that they, they train for one or two days, some that train for one or two weeks, and some that train for one or two months, but in a reasonable time period. We have several, uh, you know, we, we have several, uh, this is always an interesting one, several healthcare uh, based clients uh-huh. where you have to be a physician or a dentist to own the business or to be involved And certain states have different guidelines and regulations around that. Um, sure. But uh, in short, we're not teaching the dentist or the doctor how to doctor. <laughs> we're teaching them how to run a business model. They already have the certification. So if you have a specialty niche business, you, we, you can seriously franchise it but we're not teaching, we're not taking average Joe and all of a sudden turning them into a doctor. We're selling a business model and a brand and a system to a professional that already holds those uh, 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 credentials. So that's almost the opposite of, uh, of what Doug was doing, right? It's, it's, right. But it's the same thing in the fact that what you're offering franchisees in that area is probably a great deal of marketing expertise and maybe some some ideas on some systems and recurring revenue streams and that, that's exactly right. The first step of the process we put our clients through uh, is called the franchise blueprint, and the franchise blueprint is where we help identify and figure out things like what your franchise fee should be and your royalty, your territory structure, advertising fees, five year cash flow projections, and a competitive benchmark analysis, so that before you jump all the way into franchising, you really have a good snapshot of what this realistically could look like for you as a franchisor and most importantly what the return is going to look like for a franchisee if it doesn't work for the franchisee it doesn't work for the franchisor and that's the number one advice i give to all of my new franchisor clients or or customers that come on board is that you have to be thinking with the franchisee First, if every decision you make, you ask a question, how does this help my franchisee make yep. more money? If you continue to ask that first at the forefront as of every decision you make as a franchisor, generally speaking, you're going to be okay because you're helping your franchisees uh, uh, earn and perform, and which in turn leads back to you generating more revenue as well. I am so happy you brought that up because I do think that sometimes that equation it gets turned around and lopsided, mm-hmm. right? That's right. Um, and we have to remember that our franchisee owners, they're small business owners. That's right. That's right. right. And and oftentimes for a new franchisor where, where I've spent most of my career with emerging brands that have less than 10, less than 50 units, but for a mature franchise to sustain over time, uh, oftentimes it, it, it's it, it's – it happens because the franchisor has been bought or sold numerous times. The original owners are out of the picture or they've gone public. And now they're answering, how can I help my stock price instead of saying, how can I help my franchisee yeah. make Great. more money? And, and and it becomes a conflict. And so the, the president, the CEO, they're in a tough spot to try to please two different audiences. Mm. Well, the simple way of saying what you're saying is that franchisors get paid off the top line. That's as a percentage right. of royalties, and our kids eat off the bottom line. That's right. <laughs> and so the temptation is to 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 encourage expenditures that maybe aren't ultimately profitable, but drive the top line. That that that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. And so, um, you know, in, in referencing back to uh, uh, the next guest coming up with uh, Surfs Up. Uh, fitness, yes. you know, one of the things that that I admire and what they're doing at, at such an early stage is they have a very unique 
an exciting business model. So this is a, a first-to-market strategy that they're looking to roll out, and he can tell more about that later. But uh, some of the things that I'm excited to hear him tell us about today are uh, they're, they're really putting uh, time, effort, and money into investing into proper training, proper facilities, um, system structure. So they're doing things right and doing things very well. So it'll be exciting for their franchisees as they continue to open and expand. So I don't want to steal the thunder, but just preface uh, no, Char- that was, Charlie coming in here. Yeah, no, actually, that was a great segue. Definitely so, um, wet the whistle, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, that, <laughs> that, that was a great segue. We we're going to bring Charlie in. But before we do that, I do want to give our listeners again, I mean, you're a wealth of knowledge, um, obviously deep franchise experience, and really will be able to do some appropriate coaching, consulting for those that are looking to grow appropriately and effectively mm-hmm. through a franchise strategy. So Tom Tom DeVore, please, Big Sky, how do we get in touch with you? Yeah, again, best way you can uh, just uh, go to our website, BigSkyFranchiseTeam.com. Call us at 855-8-BIG-SKY. Again, 855-8-BIG-SKY. Um, and uh, look forward to uh, speaking with, with any of the listeners that may be interested in seeing if their business may be a candidate to become a franchise. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and, and let's meet one of your clients here. Um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to ask Charlie to jo- join us in the studio as well. We have Charlie Heath. He is with Surfs Up Fitness. And uh, Tom, I really appreciate you giving us that. That nice segue. Um, I would totally agree with you. Charlie has given me a little bit of a peek of the infrastructure that is being put together for Surf's Up Fitness and um, having seen a lot of new brands and new franchise opportunities come onto the market. I am highly impressed with what you guys are, are putting in place as far as the backbone and the infrastructure. Charlie, welcome to Franchise Business Radio. Hey, how you doing? Excellent. Good to see you. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha. <laughs> yeah, we got to get the language down. There's a there's a strong theme with Surf's Up. But before we do that, Charlie, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what got you going down this path of creating a Surf's Up fitness concept. Well, uh, for about 10 years, I built gyms, built over 300 of them. Mm-hmm. And I learned in that period of time what people did wrong, what they did right, what was too expensive, what ended up breaking the gym. I mean, uh, a lot of large gyms go out of business very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we did was when I created Surf's Up, I actually created two gym concepts at one time, two major you know, programs, and they were sitting on my desk, and I decided, do I want to do this one or do I want to do that one? And I selected Surf's Up. A lot of things go on in the gym business from the cost of mechanical machinery. For example, a treadmill. Treadmill, commercial treadmill is $7,000, $8,000. Okay. They last three years and they break every month. Mm. All these different kinds of weight machines and stuff of that nature are extremely expensive. Okay. And they break. So I've developed surfs up with nothing that'll break. Okay. These larger gyms are, I mean, their power bills will run ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 a month for right. power. Wow. Okay. Their rent may be 25000 a month for their rent. Yes. Their payroll might be 20000 again. Okay. And in the end, the, the large gym owners, now not your LA Fitness because they're doing that through, you know, selling land and this and that and the other, but mm-hmm. your, your independent gym people, they will take their membership dollars 
completely and just pay rent and for equipment and for maintenance. The only place they'll make money in most cases is from personal training, whereby they'll pay the trainer $10 an hour and they'll make 50 and, you know, that's how they make their money. Right. I'm following you. Well, over the past few years, the boutique gym business, and I was part of building a lot of those, uh, has come into the forefront of the gym business. Okay. It's said that 80% of the new gyms built over the next 10 years will be boutique gyms. Ah. Uh, Soul Cycle, Orange Theory, uh, 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 Club Pilates, you know, different different smaller operations. Okay. Well, when I developed Surf's Up Fitness, what I did was is I took the perfect size, okay, and I built a gym to fit in the perfect size. Every strip center in America, uh, you can go there. There's going to be a white box sitting there that's 1,500, 1,600, 1,700, 1,400, whatever it is, square feet. So Surf's Up Fitness will fit directly into that. Minimal construction cost, very easy to build, and so on down the line. So what we did was is we created a high-profit environment with low initial cost. I'm following you. Okay. Now, we understand, and I don't mean if I'm getting off to a different subject here, but Profit is king in business. Absolutely. If you sell a franchise to somebody, then you're obligated to that person to make sure they make money. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all there is to it. Being a franchisor, the only way you can really do that is by eliminating the issues and eliminating the problems that exist for a small business owner. Surf's Up, for example, is a totally automated company. There's no paper in the company at all. Mm. All the sales are made from iPads. Um, all the contracts are signed on iPads. We literally do not have any paper at all. When you join one of our clubs, you get an app on your um, on your iPhone or your Android. Mm-hmm. You pop the app open. It tells you the times of the classes. You touch it. You're automatically in the class. Nice. Okay. You walk into the club. There's an iPad sitting there ready to go. You push that you're in. Hallelujah. Come on in. Have fun. <laughs> Okay, so what we're trying to do in every step and every way is to make the customer experience fantastic, make the owner's experience fantastic. Uh Okay, and we've really we've put it out. A couple examples. I mean, Surf's Up Fitness. All the exercises are done on Surfer X boards. I was just going to say, yeah. yeah, Let's let's take a step back here because we all know what Surf's Up Fitness is about. And like you said, there's a lot of different fitness concepts that are out there. But what's really this is unique, uh, and it's really kind of a. I don't want to steal your thunder, but it's kind of a blend of of of. Different workout methods coming together in a really fun environment. So um, explain to us what Surf's Up Fitness is about. What is your equipment? What is the theme? We can kind of get it, but roll with us there. It's an hour of fun at the beach. Hour of fun at the beach. Uh, When you come into Surf's Up, everybody's going to say aloha. (laughs) You know, welcome to the beach, please. You know, and we really feel that way. So is there sand? Oh, yes. There's uh, 26,000 pounds of beach sand. Mm. In a big, giant sandbox. <laughs> and in that sandbox are Surfer X boards, 15 in the normal size location. And all of your exercises are done on top of the Surfer X board. And it's class-driven. Oh, yes, ma'am. All yes. 100% class-driven. Yes. There are lots and lots of classes, but we love our customers. 
I mean, it's really, I, I, you know, I, I hate to say this, but I'm an old fat man, and I'm sitting here, and I own gyms. <laughs> I, I, I sit back and look at it, and I see somebody in one of my classes, and it's changed their life. You know, the, the, the little lady that was shy is now, she's losing weight, and she feels better about herself. She comes in, she's ready to go, and then she leaves, and, she, and she's like, wow, you know, I'm losing weight, I'm losing inches, I'm feeling good, I've got friends. Mm-hmm. And and that's what Surf's Up Fitness is all about. So they come in, and it's a giant sandbox. <laughs> and there's surfboards out there. Yes, I'm sorry. You look like you're going to ask me something. Well, no. Well, I, I'm, all, I'm full of questions. But I, I really um, – <laughs> yeah, no, so I know that you're, you're bringing lifestyle, um, sort of a beach lifestyle into a fitness club. Yes, ma'am. Right. And um, it, there are the classes. They're happening on surfboards. Yes, ma'am. Talk to us a little bit about the equipment and the history behind those surfboards. Sure. Uh, we use the Surfer X board, which a lot of uh, your, co- your people will see, have seen on Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Cuban bought into the uh, company Yes, uh, from a friend of mine by the name of Mark Herrick. And um, I got in touch with him about, well, I don't know, we formed Surf's Up only 11 months ago. And uh, we've done everything we've done in 11 months. And I got in touch with him about, I don't know, eight or nine months ago and worked out a deal for health clubs in the United States, basing it on his surfboard. And so we have a great relationship, and uh, there are really cool surfboards on top of uh, some of your people might know Busu balls, uh-huh. which are blown-up balls that are underneath. And when you get on top of it, they rock back and forth, and they you fall off on them. But it's okay, because if you fall off in our club, you're falling in the sand. Right. It's actually kind of fun. <laughs> okay? And so all the workouts are done on top of the boards. And then we add SBT, which is suspension body training, mm-hmm. those straps you see that hang down from the ceiling. Yes. And you grab a hold of them, you do push-ups, this, that, and the other. And then we have weighted bars. We call them paddles. And we have all kinds of exercises like kayaking and different things of that nature, okay, that we do on the boards. And then we have sand bells, which are big sandbags. And if you drop it on your foot, it won't hurt you. It's a great thing. And and, and a few other different, you know, solid workout uh, pieces of equipment. And along and, and with the equipment, along that with that goes the programs, right? You have, oh, yes, like, you have a variety of different class programs, sure. so it keeps some variety in place. Well, you it can keeps... buy the big Kahuna, right? <laughs> you know, and the big Kahuna is unlimited classes, and you can buy the little Kahuna, or you can buy Hang Ten. Everything that we do in the club is surf based, Florida, California oriented kind of thing. The trainers, they're not called trainers in our club. No, no, no. They're lifeguards, okay? <laughs> the people at the front desk that check you in. Well, they're not front desk people. That's beach services, okay? <laughs> so every single thing that goes on in the club has the vernacular of the ocean, the beach, and so on. The people are happy. Everybody's fun. Everybody's barefoot running around, having a good time. When you come in, it's aloha. When you leave, it's see you on the beach. <laughs> Well, I have to admit that, that it was since we're in it, landlocked Atlanta. That mm-hmm. sounds very appealing, right? <laughs> it actually is. I mean, you go down there and just, it'll be freezing cold and take your shoes off and walk in the sand. It's pleasant. John, do you have a question? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I just find it, I think the principal thing about a, whether it be a health club or even an exercise video or workout regimen, it has to have the GOA concept, which is get off your couch. 
and anything, and I think 90% of what makes a concept like that successful is what motivates people to get off their couch. Exactly right, of course. And one thing we are is that, I mean, the big club right now is we're non-judgmental. Well, they're non-judgmental, but there's nobody there to judge you anyway, so what difference does it make? It surfs up. We love you. We really want you to be happy. We really want you to be successful. I mean, we have no contracts at Surf's Up. Mm. If you don't want to be at Surf's Up, you just say, I don't want to be here anymore. And we say, fine, and here's your money back. Uh, we're, We're very much attuned to loving and taking care of that person. Um, our lifeguards, if you don't come to a class over a period of time, they're going to call you on the phone. <laughs> you know, hey, Lisa, where, you know, where have you been? Uh, you know, come on in. You know, bring a friend. Yes. Uh, you know, we do team events. Uh, we do obstacle courses with team events for two hours, and we and we feed the uh, uh, the customers lunch. Okay, mm-hmm. smoothie uh, bar comes in and gives them smoothies and stuff. Uh, we have volleyball in the sand for them. You know, all kinds of different things to make that team more cohesive. So we have a lot of things. Every Saturday at twelve o'clock, we have a kids class, and all members' kids come free. And uh, we do things where they swing across the river on an SBT strap to an, to another board. We call that swinging across the river. And then we have the alligator jump where they jump on sandbells through and obstacle courses and all kinds of different things. And the kids just love it. They become fanatical about it. Right. One of the cutest things about it is, you know, after every class, the sand has to be groomed. It's kind of like a Zen garden, you know, like the Japanese yes, where you rake break. it and it's all pretty and everything. You cannot the, – the, the parents, they look at us like, what are you doing? The kids will stay there for half an hour after the class, raking the, the sand and cleaning the boards. Uh, one cool thing we do is we don't have showers or anything, but you okay. get sand on you. So we have a wind station. So you, you jump in the wind station box and you blow yourself off. So for that, we have a 150-foot hose that the kids take, and they go blow all the surfboards off, and everybody just has a great time. So I want to talk about that because yes. I, I remember you and I uh, talking a while back about this. And this kind of goes back about marrying the, the two sides of the business, right? One side of the business is making sure you have an environment, like John said, that's that's going to mo- motivate them to actually come. It's sure. enjoyable. Uh, there's physical benefits of it. Uh, Community benefits, you know, a lot, a lot of benefits that go along with being uh, a, a big kahuna at Surf's Up. Uh, sure, gym. absolutely. Uh, but you just hit on something there. You, it goes back to the design of the gym itself. Yes, ma'am. Example, not having showers. Why did you choose not to do that? Well, if you built enough big health clubs, you'd find out that showers are a nightmare. Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, it's kind of rude, but if you flush a toilet, it comes up in the showers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to keep Roto-Rooter on call. <laughs> and so we said, well, you've got a shower at your house. If you want to take a shower, go home. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're going we're gonna to spray you off, and you're going to be happy. And, and, you know, the cool thing is, is people, it's, you know, what they say, duck to water. People adapted to it just like a duck to water. They go to the sandbox and they blow themselves off and all happy. Right. But the financial model, because of the financial model, the oh, business yeah. model, that, yeah. that's, that's where it, it really is making sense. Also in construction. Uh, yes. Uh, a shower in construction, somewhere between six and $10,000. 
per shower. Wow. And the way we built Surf's Up, if, if you want to talk a little bit about the franchise opportunities with Surf's Up. Yes. We built Surf's Up so that you can buy a franchise for $150,000 finished. And that's turnkey. You walk up, put the key in it, and you go in, and you've got an active operating club. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do that with showers. Yes, I understand what you're saying. Uh, all the other different components. You couldn't, I, I mean, uh, some of the um, uh, boutique health clubs are down. Their equipment cost is $200,000. I was just going to ask you about that. And yeah. it just kind of goes back to, Tom, what you were saying earlier is as a franchisor, one of your key questions should always be, is this in the best interest of my franchisee for them to be effectively able to run their shop, right, their unit? Yes, ma'am. And um, so, you know, in this model, not having showers, not having that additional overhead, that additional cost, that additional maintenance, uh, equipment. Less help, people, too. Less people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you've got paperless. Um Another another piece of you, equipment maintenance. Talk to us about equipment maintenance. There literally is none. Um, the the surfboards we figure they'll wear out every three or four years, mm-hmm. but you can replace them for ten thousand dollars complete. So the basic maintenance is just make sure the balls are blown up and they're cleaned off. So there's no ongoing maintenance. I mean, I know 100 clubs. They pay five hundred dollars a month to have a technician on call to come in and fix the treadmills. You don't have to worry about it in our model at all. Sure. You know? Uh, also, everything's guaranteed. Uh, we wouldn't do business with somebody that wouldn't guarantee the product. If a piece of product breaks, they're going to replace it. Mm-hmm. Believe me, they're going to replace it. Because the big kahuna will call. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, right now, you, you said you just really have launched this. It was 11 months ago. Is that what she said? 11 months ago and three months ago, three and a half months ago, we started selling franchises. Okay. Uh, we sold three franchises within the first week. Congratulations. We stopped selling at that point mm-hmm. and uh, on purpose. Um, and we we're holding off until the end of March when our new corporate offices will open. Uh-huh. We'll have four locations running at that time. Our new corporate offices will be open. And in our corporate offices, for example, there's a complete training mock club built inside the offices. Mm. We have a small auditorium for Discovery Days, all video linked. Mm-hmm. We are really going to the next step for the franchisee. When you buy a franchise, your trainers come to, the, to our offices and, for free. And we train them. And once we finish training on a three-day training program, they're certified. Either they are or they're not. You know, sure. they either pass it or they don't, basically. Sure. But then that it doesn't stop there. Our head trainer, which is our head lifeguard, has a continuing education process. And we go to the club when it opens the first week, and the head trainer is there to reemphasize the training for your trainers. Our operations people come. You come in. You get a three-day training course. Our operations people also come into your new club. Yes. Then what we've done, which is, you know, I think different from any everybody else, or maybe it's not, is we've created a franchise website that's private to the franchisees. Mm-hmm. On that website, for example, there's a training section. 168 different exercises are detailed and photographed in order with corresponding numbers. Now, what we did was is we created the workout programs in 45-minute segments created by, you know, redoing a particular exercise three times, you know, anywhere from six to eight different exercises in a program. Sure. Those correspond to the numbers on the 
training manual. So you got a 63, it's a shark dive, okay? You can go to your training manual anytime, and it's open to the franchisees, and see what the shark dive is. Mm. Remember how you were taught. Look at the arrows. You've got it completely, okay? Now, we've done that with every different component that the franchisee will use. For example, all of their advertising, all of their banners, all their in-house uh, uh, advertising cards, uh, their 16-week weight cl- uh, loss programs. We have a 59-page uh, menu that's specially wow. been developed for our weight loss customers. Mm, mm. On and on and on and on and on. And eventually, when it's all complete, it's about 90% now. You will be a new franchisee. We can give you the, the website. You can go on there and follow steps one, two, three, four, five. We're approved by the SBA for Fast Track. Yes. All you have to do is fill everything out, push a button. It goes directly to bankers, insurance agents, everybody. Good things going. You, uh, you definitely uh, are creating such a streamlined, turnkey system for the franchisee, and um, and not only that, but a, a fun, a fun work and health yeah. environment uh, uh, for the end customer. All you need is somebody uh, as a preferred vendor for for accounting and taxes and bookkeeping and payroll. <laughs> and then you'll have everything. <laughs> Actually, on the way over here, I was on the phone with them for almost an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, though. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, you said that you know, you're going to get those four locations up and running. We mm-hmm. obviously uh, think it's going to be franchise sales are going to be kicking back up. For the, so for those individuals that are interested in understanding what it would mean to become a franchisee, who should they contact? Well, uh, they can just send us, uh, they, well, they can go to surfsupfitness.woodstock.com. Surfsupfitness.woodstock. You know, dot com. Dot com. And um, right there, it'll tell you how to get a franchise, okay. who to talk to, everything in the world. I, I really don't talk to people personally. Um, I sort of got a lot on my plate right now, sure. so I have people yes. to do that. Chuck Spencer's the head of our franchise operations group, okay. and he is there for you. His phone number is right there Excellent. and ready to go. Okay, so let's go ahead just for, for those that are interested in just following you as you grow as a concept. Uh, yes, you're an emerging brand. It is, give me the website again. Surfsupfitness.woodstock.com. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Charlie. I am. I was so excited when I heard about this concept, and, and I, I really look forward to attending a class and you going to, to the come. beach. I will. It's, it's very important now. Yeah, I'm just happy that you, you don't have to wear a bathing suit while you're working out. No, I'll see you on the <laughs> beach. <laughs> Excellent. Well, just want to uh, just want to say thank you so much for to everyone for being on the show, and um, and I do kind of want to go around the room and just allow everyone just to give their contact information as we wrap up this episode of Franchise Business. Business Radio. And as a simple reminder, the purpose of Franchise Business Radio is to bring be a platform to bring franchise professionals and resources together to serve the franchise community as well as the franchise consumer. We're here to educate, connect, and collaborate and to serve. And I uh, really appreciate everyone's great insight on the franchise space and what your personal experiences have been and how you are here serving the franchise community. Thank you for that. Thank uh, you. This is uh, Pamela Curry, host of Franchise Business Radio. Uh, Doug, one more time. Uh, Doug Bates. Doug, Doug Bates with CMIT Solutions. Uh, 770-731-0824 or dbates at cmitsolutions.com. 
Thank you for being on the show. Thank Tom. you for having me. Sure. Thank you. Tom Dufour with Big Sky Franchise Team. Again, we offer that free, no cost, no obligation consultation to any business considering franchising. I can be reached uh, at BigSkyFranchiseTeam.com or 855-8-BIG-SKY. Uh, Charlie Heath with Surf's Up Fitness, the big kahuna. Uh, you can give us a call at the shop at 678-247-8930 or see us on the web at surfsupfitness.woodstock.com. Thank you. And see I w- you on the beach. See you on the beach. And I would be remiss if I didn't thank my co-host, co-guest host, uh, John Q, who's back in the studio. John, just real briefly, share with us what you do and how and let let others, our listeners, know how they can get a hold of you to learn more about your services. Well, I just tried to throw in a shameless pitch a minute ago. But no, I'm, <laughs> I'm an accountant. I work with franchisors, uh, franchisees, multi-unit operators, and uh, other business owners, and what I do at the franchisor level is I set up a a um, model for management for their franchisees, and hopefully it's a value add to your concept to add that to what you offer. And it takes one thing away from your franchisees that they that they have to go out and find for themselves. Um, you know, my name is John Q. John Quatraki. I'm a CPA, and you can find me at John Q. CPA. Or John Q at johnqcpa.com or 770-395-0223. I'm out there and I'm looking for you. Oh, and Pam, you know, just 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 as a refresher, you know, since since you are such such a a, a famous person in the franchise community, a lot of people know you. But you know, there there are probably a couple that don't know a lot about what you do. So I think you need to elaborate for just a second. Yeah. Well, thanks. And let's just go ahead and wrap up the show. But thank you. I, I thanks to all of our listeners. Uh, this is Pamela Curry. Um, I am the founder of Franchise Intellect as a franchise consultant. What I do is I specialize in helping individuals who are considering franchise ownership. I guide them through that franchise selection process and hopefully help them find the the business of their dreams, right, Uh, Tom, the business of their dreams. And I do consulting on other levels as well. Um, But again, thank you for that. And um, let's go ahead and say goodbye to our listeners. Thank you for listening in to the Franchise Business Radio Show. Uh, And we look forward to having our next episode in February. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you again for joining Pam Curry and her guests on the Franchise Business Radio Show, sponsored by Franchise Intellect, a full-service franchise consulting and development firm. More info at FranchiseIntellect.com. Also made possible in part by Social Joey, the social media experts that provide a hyper-local presence for your franchise. More info at SocialJoey.com. Use the social media links here to share today's show. And check out more episodes at FranchiseBusinessRadio.com. 